We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you very much, Jay, and greetings all. Thank you for tuning in today. It is a joy and honor to open the Bible, the Word of God, of which the psalmist expressed, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, Psalm 119, verse 105. It is from the Word of God we wish to know His will for our lives and to walk therein. As Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Before we begin our discussion, let me ask, do you have any questions you would like to hear discussed on the International Gospel Hour? A biblical question that you've wondered about. We would gladly consider your question for a future broadcast. Please go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com and send us your question. We appreciate all of our listeners and thank you for your interest in spiritual things. Again, please go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, go to the contact tab and leave us your information and question, and we will be glad to consider it. Now, we will not mention your name on the air, we'll just look at the question, and then we'll go there and study for the biblical content that we will find therein. Let's consider a passage today from Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, beginning with verse 9. I love this passage. It is one that teaches a wonderful lesson and lets us know that we're never alone. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I love that. Two are better than one. From our lesson text, we simply see there is strength. If one falls, the other helps him up. You see an individual that may fall by themselves, and I've had some aged friends share with me of a fall that they suffered and how they had to lie in the floor for a long while before someone found them or how long it would take them to get to the phone to call for help. Oh, it's so tragic, dear friends. But you know, when we think of two are better than one, if one falls, the other is there to help them up. If one suffers from cold, a friend can help, to warm, to encourage. And it continues to build. If one is attacked, well, two will be there. And it sure is hard to break that threefold cord. The more it's folded, the tougher it is to break in two. You know, I think about a simple illustration. If you've got one nearby, reach for a pencil. When you take a pencil, you can snap a pencil in two pretty quick. 
But when you take two or three pencils, it's a little harder to snap it because they have strength in numbers. Solomon had it all. But the writer here noted what is exactly true strength and true blessings in having those with us. You know, in Proverbs 11:14 says, Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. You know, there is strength in numbers. I have found often in referring to others on a matter that I would have in my life and asking for their advice, I'm able to draw from a number of people to make a good decision. Let's think about some good biblical teachings and see another two or better than one situation. Actually, I've got a couple I want to mention to where two definitely is better than one. How about this one? How about grace through faith? Now, grace is good, and faith is good. But how about two being better than one? Listen to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Grace is God's response to man, and faith is man's response to God. Listen to Titus 2, 11-14 as an excellent biblical commentary on this. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Did you catch that? The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So all men see God's grace in action that he wants all men to be saved. We learn that from 1 Timothy 2 and verse 4. But notice this grace that brings salvation teaches us. It instructs us what we are to do. We have to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, and we have to live a proper way, soberly, righteously, and godly. We're living as we're looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He has redeemed us and continues to redeem us and cleanse the Christian with his blood, 1 John 1, verse 7. You see, dear friends, grace is God's response to man, and obedient faith is man's response to God. When man responds to God, he denies the life that he lived, and he wants to live the life God instructs him through his grace. You see, folks, according to Romans 6, 1 and 2, sin and God's saving grace cannot go together. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We understand from Romans 14.23 that sin and faith cannot go together. For when we have faith in God, it's going to move us closer to God. One is saved by the grace of God through the obedient faith of man. Dear friends, two indeed are better than one. 
how beautiful it is that we may respond to God's grace through our faith, our obedience unto Him, and how beautiful it is God has brought forth that plan. You know, friends, we appreciate you listening today. We would like for you to take a moment and to go over, if you're a Facebooker, if you will, and like and follow the International Gospel Hour. On Facebook at International Gospel Hour, we'd like for you to go over there and like our page. We'll keep you updated with the latest happenings of the International Gospel Hour and what all that we're doing. You can also follow us on Instagram at International Gospel Hour and also on Twitter at Our underscore Gospel. Again, you can keep up with our latest works and where the International Gospel Hour is in your area. You can also send us a message as well, and we would love to hear from you. And now, back to our study as we draw to the conclusion. Two are better than one. How about one's salvation in Christ? You see, outside of Christ, we are alone. But in Christ, we're better. In Acts 4 and verse 12, Nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Dear friends, we cannot save ourselves. We need Christ. Listen to the promise that He makes. In John 14, beginning with verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Dear friends, what is in Christ is in the church of Christ. You cannot separate Christ and the church. Salvation is in Christ and it is in His church. In Acts 2 and verse 47, the Bible says how the Lord added the saved to the church. You can't be saved outside the church because the saved are in the church. We learn from Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, as well as Colossians 1 and verse 18, that the church is the body of Jesus Christ. And we know from Ephesians 4 and verse 4, there is but one body. Dear friends, when we find out about that church we read of in the New Testament, that's the one of which we are to be a part. You see, two are better than one, because outside the church we have no hope in Christ. And the church is subject unto Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians 5, verse 22. What a horrid thought to think about an individual outside of Christ, by himself, one can't be warm alone. One can't be saved alone. It takes salvation in Christ Jesus. Yes, my friends, two are better than one. There's comfort. There's strength. There's assurance. One's faith and obedience responds to His loving grace. One is safely in Christ Jesus. When we move upon our faith, Hebrews 11, 6, Repent of our sins, Acts 2.38. 
confess Christ, as we see in Acts 8, 37, and we're baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2 and verse 38. We then begin a faithful walk that we're instructed in the latter part of Revelation 2.10, be faithful unto death. What a great study today. Let's continuing to study together, shall we? And my friends, thank you for joining me on the International Gospel Hour today. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, my friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.